Welcome to Come to the Altar, a podcast that deals with family, marriages, men, and their relationship with God, and much, much more. Are you ready to alter your way of thinking? Well, come join me. I'm your host, Dr. Marquise McGraw, your spiritual coach. Thank you for tuning into this podcast, Come to the Altar. Today is going to be a great day, and we're expecting nothing but the best of God. What about you? So I know there's a lot of uncertainty going on right now with the vaccine that's out. People are just trying to figure out what are they going to do? And we're just to a point where we're just fearful, scared to leave the house, scared to go to the grocery store, scared to go back to work, don't want the kids to go back to school, just, just fear, man. And it's understandable because this pandemic, we was not prepared for this at all. Which brings me to today's episode. Fear is a choice. You can choose whether you want to be fearful or not. That's your choice. Fear is powerful enough to keep us from achieving our goals and living our best life. It feeds stagnation and keeps us from taking advantage of opportunities in life. So what does stagnation mean? It means a state of not flowing or moving, lack of activity, growth, or development. Many people are living in a self-made prison of their own fears. They're not moving, they're not growing, or developing. Why? It's because of fear. They're afraid to move. A life lived without fear is not only something that we all deserve, it's something that is completely possible for all of us, without exception. You may was told you are not good enough. You can't achieve success. Your marriage is going to fail because your parents didn't make it. You're not pretty enough. You're not big enough. You're not short enough. You're not tall enough. We don't want to simply tolerate our fears. We want to eliminate them altogether. We have no control over this worldly pandemic. We don't control the weather, our health, other people, as much as we may try to prepare for everything possible. We can't. One thing we know for sure, God is in full control. He knows exactly what's going on with us. The only way to fight fear is to put our trust in God. Are we tempted to worry or think about negative things? Of course we are. Even Jesus was tempted in Matthew's the fourth chapter, but he responded with the word of God. If you don't have the Bible, if you don't have the word of God on the inside of you, How can you expect to win the battle of fear in your mind? Don't be fooled. Satan is not the kind to give up. If he sees you are easily discouraged, he will be more aggressive in trying to defeat you. Make a conscious decision that all double-mindedness and failure must be stopped in your thinking. Have no fear of the outcome. Have faith in God. He will see you through. He is with you. He will stand by you and back you in your fight for anything he has already promised you. So now we can glorify God daily by staying connected to him through prayer, singing, worship songs. So I got a funny story, right? Usually when I go to the house and I'm cleaning, I usually have my I usually have my ear pods on. And so I'm walking and I'm I'm praying silently within myself. And then all of a sudden, you know, when I start hearing my worship songs, I start singing. 
And so one day my wife came up to me and she said, it sounded like you was crying. You all right? I was like, no, I was singing. And so she said, no, that's not like you were crying. And <laughs> what brought me to the thing is this. He wants to hear that worship. He wants to hear you sing to him. He wants to hear you glorify him. And so even though we got a good laugh out of it, I thought it was making a joyful noise to the Lord. But even though, you know, I, I can't sing, I, I can't sing for a lick. God knew not to give me a voice because he knows I would have been a total mess if I was able to sing. Oh, my God, would have been a mess. So getting back to fear, we can also share the gospel and serve others. And on the flip side, we can glorify Satan. How's that? Through unbelief and by giving in to his gospel defeating program. What is this gospel defeating program? Lies. Lies. The Bible says Satan is the father of lies. However, this can be stopped right here and now. And it must be before we can begin to reap the wonderful benefits God has for us. It has to be stopped. Saints and people glorify Satan through fear of sickness, pain, trouble, failure, and death. But look at what Job said. The thing which I greatly fear is come upon me, and that which I was afraid is come unto me. Job 3.25 Fear comes through wrong thoughts, and wrong thoughts are the seeds of future acts. Thoughts are blueprints of the future acts. Every thought projected into the subconsciousness mind is eventually brought into the active mind. And if entertained, there it will pass into the cells and tissues of the body. What we think becomes, to a great extent, materialized. This is especially true with thoughts that affect the physical, material, and spiritual life. When thoughts concerning these realms are persisted, they cause certain events to be brought to pass. This, of course, applies to the realm of human possibility. The devil's chief work is to get men to think wrong thoughts, that they are sick, weak, helpless, unhappy, failures, not enough, mistreated by God and man, that they are facing certain calamities financially, physically, mentally, morally, and spiritually, and that they have to accept these conditions as the will of God simply because the conditions have occurred. Satan knows if men get a mental picture of a certain thing by believing it strongly, they will act accordingly to make it a reality. If he can get them to think about sickness, failure, or whatever it is they are subject to, then they will talk about these conditions and soon the conditions will be materialized. If he can get them to moan and grumble and complain and be discouraged about any difficulty, it will soon develop. That's why so many men are without visions. So many men are absent in marriages and great opportunities has passed them by. But Paul said, God have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. We will return shortly after this break. Today's sponsor is Seminary of the Open Bible. If you're looking for spiritual training or to receive your bachelor's, master's, or doctor degree in theology, go to the seminaryoftheopenbible.com. 
In addition, they have a partnership with Bluefield College where you can get your associate or bachelor's of arts degree fully online, either part-time or full-time. If this is something that you're interested in, there's an open enrollment March 15th from 6.30 to 7 p.m. You can look on the website for more information, seminaryoftheopenbible.com or call 203 407-0444. That's 203-407-0444. For more details, don't forget to mention you heard it on Come to the Altar podcast. Welcome back from that short break. I hope you're enjoying this so far. And I really believe that by the time we finish it, we're going to be delivered from fear and we're going to move forward in life because that's the one thing that God don't want. He didn't want us to fear. He said, I've given a command to bless and I cannot reverse it. God wants you happy. He wants you blessed. So let's continue on. So Job's spirit of fear was not from God. This no doubt was one of the reasons God permitted him to be tested. He was perfect in many ways, but not in being free from fear. If he was not free from fear, He did not have perfect love and thus was plenty of room for refinement in his life. Think right thoughts and you will have no fears and then you will have no acts that you will regret. We are mental broadcasting stations and we raise or lower the community in which we live. One grouchy, trouble expecting person controlled by fear and wrong thoughts can bring darkness wherever he goes. If a child begins doing wrong and you constantly talk about his wrongdoing, say to him constantly that he is not good and soon he will prove you right. He will more or less mold his life by his mental environment. You expect him to be wrong. He expects himself to be so. And so unconsciously, This thinking will have the effect of making him wrong. Such a life that glorifies Satan as much as anything else. Maybe even more. That's why it's important to speak life over your children. They're going to do things wrong. They're going to mess up. My son, about a few months ago, got a hold of my clippers. And he tried to cut his hair. Now, I didn't go off on him. Because I did the same thing when I was little. I got my father's clippers. And I tried to cut my hair and I had a patch in my hair. I never forget it. So why am I going to yell at my son for something that I did when I was coming up? Yes, he was wrong. But I talked to him. I explained to him why you can't use clippers. Why it's dangerous to use clippers. And he understood. And from that point on, never touched it again. But I can't constantly beat my kids down for everything they do. They're going to make mistakes just like us. We are God's children. And every day we are always learning. We're always learning. And God is always teaching us. So we have to do the same thing for our kids. If Satan can get you to fear, he will glory over it because he knows this is the first step to a downfall. Satan had many months of glory out of Job's life because he convinced him to fear 
that certain events would happen in his life. And this trial might have been the only way God could have brought him out of this state of consistent fear and worry. The conclusion of that story was when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as he had in the beginning. So the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life, even more than the beginning. Sometimes it can be difficult to believe God loves us when things are going the way we think they should or when life is very hard. At times like these, it can be scary to simply trust God and know that he loves you and has a plan for you. The opposite of fear is faith. If we know that our infinite God loves us, what do we have to fear? 1 John 4 and 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Believe God loves you. Draw close to him and watch his perfect love drive out your fear. I want to share a scripture with you. Deuteronomy 28 and 12. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouses of his bounty to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. What is he saying there? It says to send rain in your land and season and to bless all. All the work of your hands. He's saying to simply do this. Do something. Get off the couch. Get off the video game. Put the remote control down. You have gifts. Hidden on the inside of you. You have talent. You have abilities. You have greatness on the inside of you. What are you doing with the work of your hands? What are you doing with it? What are you doing with what God gave you? What are you doing with what God has given you? What is placed on the inside of you? You have great ideas. You have great goals. Write the book. Start the business. Apply for that job. Go for that home. Do something. Ask God for something that is bigger than you. He said, I will bless the work of your hands. Don't sit around anymore. You already know what you have to do. Don't give up. Have no fear. Out of all the people that was in a boat with Peter, Peter and Jesus is the only ones who experienced walking on top of water. The rest could have, but they chose to stay in the boat. But Peter stepped out on the impossibility and walked on top of water. Supernatural. That's what God's telling you today. Step out of your fear and walk. Walk on the supernatural ability that God has given you. You have greatness in the inside of you. Keep going forward. Every step. Take it. Walk by faith, not by sight. You will no longer fear no more. Take that step. Get out of that boat and walk. Repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, I ask that you forgive me for all my sins. Forgive me for allowing fear to rule my life. Father, I thank you that I've been made perfect in love. Your word says that perfect love casts out all fear. I am loved by you and I am a new creature. 
I will follow you as you lead me. I believe in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I will see you next time on Come to the Altar. Next time on Come to the Altar. So success can create a cycle of self-doubt for people with imposter syndrome. Even when the person achieves an important milestone, they may still be unable to recognize their accomplishments. Instead of celebrating their achievements, the person may worry that others will discover the truth about their abilities. We also know that entering a new role can trigger imposter syndrome. For example, starting a college or university, new transitional experience, new career, new promotion, it can trigger those feelings. We're more likely to experience imposter syndrome if we don't see many examples of people who look like us or share our background who are clearly succeeding in our field. Women, women of color, especially black women, are more at risk. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Come to the Altar. We hope you were inspired and your thinking was altered in a more positive way. Without God, nothing is possible. But with God, all things are possible to those that believe. Remember, if you can change your mind, you can change your future for the better. This is Dr. Marquise McGraw. Later. <laughs>